Before we dive into today's episode, I want to tell you about a free three-act worksheet to help you structure your story. Whether you're a plotter or a pantser, a novelist or short fiction writer, this three-act worksheet will help you navigate your material and even begin each new story with a better plan. Download yours at nancypinuccio.com forward slash act. Stop getting stuck in the middle of your draft. Go grab this free worksheet, nancypinuccio.com forward slash act. So notice what in the world strikes you as interesting or beautiful or haunting or curious and record it. Not only will this give you more ideas, spark more ideas for stories, but again, you're having touch points throughout the day, regular touch points with your writing practice. This is part of the practice. Writer Unleashed is for you, a writer who has a story you want to bring onto the page and into the hearts and minds of readers. I'm Nancy Pinuccio, writer, editor, and writing coach. And each week, we'll explore techniques, mindsets, and inspiration for writing stories readers can't put down. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let's begin. Now that summer's officially over, and as you look forward to the fall, I want to give you some practical tips and mindsets to keep you writing consistently so that you have a consistent writing practice. Now, you can think of your practice as a habit, a routine, or a ritual, but it's a consistent ongoing relationship with your writing. Your writing practice creates space for you to deepen your craft and expand your skills and grow personally. When you have a consistent writing practice, your ability to overcome challenges increases. Now the challenges are par for the course. If you listened to last week's episode, we talked about the dip This is whenever we hit obstacles in our writing and we really hit a lot. So when you have a consistent practice, you overcome those obstacles with much more resilience. A consistent practice also gives you a very strong sense of meaning and purpose. So it's essential for your mental health, your emotional health, and even your physical health. So why do we struggle so much with consistency? Well, sometimes as adults, we feel guilty about indulging in something that doesn't have a straight, tangible success path. So we feel irresponsible and childish. We don't feel like we even deserve to spend so much time and energy because What's the payoff? I mean, what if after all the time and all the emotion you pour into your story, it doesn't even get published? 
So rather than enjoy writing for the sheer joy of it, we jump to the fear of the outcome. But the fear of the outcome is also exacerbated by real limitations on our time and energy. So the question is, how do you keep a consistent writing practice with all the demands swirling around you on any given moment? Well, in today's episode, we're going to explore four mindset shifts and practical ways that you can keep writing consistently. I want you to make it a consistent practice. When you make writing a consistent practice, you get better and better. So the purpose of a practice and having a consistent one in your life is that it allows you to learn and explore and actually have a lot of fun. So it's a consistent, ongoing relationship with your writing, even if you have limitations with time. Now, I happen to think time limitations are a good thing. I know for myself, when I have more constraints on my time, I get a lot more done. So if I know I have to get in the car by 7.30 to get my kid to school or wherever we're going that day, I'm not going to waste the hour or two before that. I'm going to make the most of it. But when time is wide open and structureless and I have the entire day with no other commitments, guess what? I have a lot more time to waste. So we don't make time, we make choices. Now, for more on time, go listen to episode 11, How to Make Time to Write When You Have No Time. Episode 11, I'll link you up in the show notes. But I think energy is far more important than time. So your physical health, your vitality, if you can bring your best self to your writing, that's really all that counts. Because Time bends. An hour can feel like three hours when we're not really feeling it, when we're not engaged in something, when a task or activity doesn't nourish us emotionally or intellectually. But eight hours can fly by when we're fully engaged. So time is largely irrelevant. What we want is to capture the momentum when we do sit down to write. So what I don't want you to do is keep putting your writing off for when the time is right. Next year, when I have more time or when I retire or when the kids go off to college, you know, the time is never right. The best time is now because another year goes by and it doesn't get any easier. Time is a finite resource. It runs out. We can't make more of it. Energy, though, is a renewable resource. And while we should put time on our schedule, if we're going to write seriously and consistently, our energy is the thing we should harness. So number one, decide your best times to create. Is it first thing in the morning before you get ready for work? Is it after dinner? Or Is it on weekends? When is your mind and your creativity at peak? Schedule your writing sessions for those times. 
When do you feel most in flow? When are you least distracted? When do you feel your best? When do you have the most stamina? So if you have a full-time job and you have to be out the door at 8 a.m., let's say, and your best time to write may be in the morning, well, can you spend 20 minutes writing with your morning coffee? Maybe for you, you write Monday, Tuesday, and Friday mornings. It could be 20 minutes. It could be an hour. That's entirely up to you. And maybe weekends become your main jam. So here's how I block out time. During the school year, every morning between 5.30 and 6, I'm at my desk. The rest of the morning is getting ready for school or podcast content creation and so on, emails, etc. On the alternate weekends when my kid is with his dad, I'll write for three hours in the morning. But for me, it's always early morning. Now, you do not have to write every single day or write several hours a day to keep a consistent practice. It's not all or nothing. You don't even have to be chained to your keyboard. You can carry a journal with you, or maybe you have a laptop that you can write in during your lunch hour. But always have something to write on, something to write on and something to write with. I love having a moleskin journal on me at all times. Now, I have a demanding schedule, so there are real challenges to my time and energy, especially in the summer. I'm just not home. But I've learned how to recalibrate both my time and energy to keep my writing practice consistent. So you want to schedule your priorities. Here's what Stephen Covey, who wrote The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, said. The key is not to prioritize what's on your schedule, but to schedule your priorities. So you want to schedule your writing, like put it in the calendar, make sure you know when you're going to show up, keep the main thing, the main thing, and schedule everything else around that main thing, around your priorities. But Put first things first. Find the times when you're at peak. For me, it's always early morning before breakfast. Writing is the first thing I give myself, and I attach it to another habit. So it's become a ritual that goes hand in hand with my morning coffee. Now, by the afternoon, my creative energy always dips. So this is when I'm more likely to do household chores or I'll do something that's more menial, like I'll update my website, or I'll work on my emails, things that don't require my creative energy. Even on the days that the writing just isn't really going well, I always check in with whatever I'm creating every single morning, unless I'm on a planned sabbatical. Now, if you fall off your schedule and you don't write for a day or two, no worries. Just hop back on. I sometimes ease up on Wednesday mornings and I sleep a little later because Monday and Tuesdays can be a little intense with my podcast and I need the break. 
And this summer, I took a full week off to take my teen on a road trip to an outdoor concert with his favorite bands. But the next morning we were home, that first morning we were back, you bet I was at my desk first thing in the morning. Now, taking some downtime is crucial. And that may sound counterintuitive, but again, you want momentum, you want energy. Writing is a rigorous practice. And when you have other demands on your time and your energy, you really need to create some white space. So if you miss a writing session, just get back on track for the next one. You want to be intentionally balanced here. So you can have intensity followed by rest. You've got to schedule some downtime. You want to create some white space in your day to recharge. So for me, I don't work after 5 or 6 p.m. I hang out with my kid, we play Uno, or we watch Stranger Things together. So number one, find your best times to write and put it on your schedule. Tip number two, turn obstacles into opportunities. This is something I heard Emily Saul, a sports psychologist and performance coach say. So Emily is a sports enthusiast. She's really super fit. She lifts weights. She goes to the gym on the regular and uses all the equipment. But she talks about the time that she was called to do a month of travel in Haiti. And at first she was thinking, oh no, these are going to be big limitations on my time here. I'm not going to have access to equipment and I won't have safe access to even lifting weights. And I'm going to be in a really tight space. But she decided not to focus on challenges of all the things she couldn't do. She thought of what she could do. And she thought, well, maybe I could do squats. But then she thought, you know what? I hate push-ups, so why not do something difficult, something really challenging? So she decided to do 100 push-ups a day. Now, she didn't do all 100 at a time. What she did was five push-ups 20 times a day. So for the entire month, that's what she did. And this way, she could measure her success. And then that month turned into a year of doing 100 push-ups a day. Then that year became 10. So by the end of the 10 years, she had done 400,000 push-ups since she started. So don't give in to your limitations. When I was living in New York City, I worked as a freelance writer from home. I had a home-based writing business. And then I got an opportunity to write for a major insurance company downtown, but it meant that I had to be in-house for three months. It was a three-month contract. Now, I was happy to be earning the money, but I had severe limitations now on my time. I didn't have the creative autonomy. And as you know, when you go to work for a big organization, you have to dress a certain way and you have to get ready in the morning. I had to get on the subway and go all the way downtown. I had to be there at a certain time. So 
what I did since I was no longer having my mornings to devote to my own work, I decided to bring a notebook with me. And during my lunch hour, I would just sit at a table at this little lunch place. And I just sat and I wrote for an hour. And I did that for the whole three months that I was there. So if you find that you can't get to your desktop or your laptop because you work full time, just bring a journal or a notebook. Now, one of the great things about being a writer is that you notice the world differently. You observe things that no one else does. I remember being on a train going home from some work event and hearing the young man behind me having a conversation with his friend on the phone. And I was really inspired by the cadence and the slang that he used. I found it really endearing. So I started jotting down what he was saying. And who knows, I may use it someday. But that's part of the practice. And it feeds your writing. So notice what in the world strikes you as interesting or beautiful or haunting or curious and record it. Not only will this give you more ideas, spark more ideas for stories, but again, you're having touch points throughout the day, regular touch points with your writing practice. This is part of the practice. So look for opportunities in the obstacles. The resistance and the challenges, they're not there to thwart you. They're not reasons to stop you writing. They don't have to stop you in your tracks. You just need to find some way of having regular touch points with your writing and not seeing the challenges as obstacles. Look for the opportunities within them. But what about the challenges you face on the page when you're actually writing? Where are you feeling the most resistance? Well, for Emily Saul, it was push-ups. She had been resisting these. It was something she hated at first because they were hard for her. She was used to lifting weights and using equipment. So she thrived by doing what she resisted, what was more difficult for her. So what's hard for you about writing? Maybe it's dialogue. Maybe your challenge is in structuring your story or creating multidimensional characters. Challenge yourself, target the struggle, and learn what you need to learn and practice. Number three, manage your expectations. For example, what happens if you don't write enough? What if you only write 500 words in a week instead of 1,000 a day? Well, so what? Don't count the words. Don't measure your worth and your success in how many words you write. No, just focus on the work. I never count how many words I write in a day. It's irrelevant. You just want to get involved. You want to be engaged in what you're doing. And don't try to get it perfect. You do not have to write perfectly. And this is coming from a perfectionist who had to work really hard just to put out work that is imperfect because it never will be. But I also know that just because I'm not doing something perfectly, like 
even a podcast, even if it's not perfect, that doesn't mean I'm failing. It just means I have room to learn and improve. So don't compare yourself to published writers. They've gone through hell and high water to get that book to its glossy finished state. There's a process. You know, writers you admire don't write perfectly. They don't even write great all the time. They're just as dismayed, frustrated, confused, and in despair. They struggle with structure and technique and self-doubt too. They hit the dips. They just know that those obstacles are opportunities to grow and to write the story they intend to write. So just because you're not doing it perfectly, just because you're not writing enough or you're not writing a story that's perfect, it doesn't mean you're failing. So manage your expectations. Your story is not going to be brilliant right out of the gate. It's just not how it works. And tip number four, don't wait to feel motivated. Motivation comes from two things, meaning and action. It's connected to the reasons why you're doing something, what it means for you, and the desire that you have to do it. So you need to show up even when you're not feeling inspired or motivated, because the act of writing will motivate and inspire you. Motivation comes from doing. Confidence comes from doing, from consistent practice. You're cultivating a relationship with your writing. That's where your confidence comes from. So it becomes a habit. And habit is really not a change in behavior. James Clear, who wrote Atomic Habits, said, It's really a change in self-identity. So you have to identify as a writer because you are. So Atomic Habits, great book. I'll link in the show notes. So if you're writing, whether you're currently published or not, as long as you're writing, as long as it's a consistent practice, you, my friend, are a writer. Chase Jarvis, who wrote Creative Calling, said, you have to do the verb in order to become the noun. This is a great book, by the way, about keeping your creative practice flowing. I'll link you up in the show notes. Creative Calling by Chase Jarvis. In the beginning of the book, Chase quotes Maya Angelou, who says, you can't use up creativity. The more you use, the more you have. So it's the same with motivation. You don't run out of motivation. You certainly don't wait for it. As soon as you start writing, your motivation is going to skyrocket. So don't wait to feel motivated. I never jump out of bed feeling motivated. But it's become such a habit to put on the coffee and then go upstairs to my office. It's a ritual. And I feel off balance whenever for some reason I don't do that. You also want to stay connected to your why, especially when the writing gets tough. Why does writing matter to you? Think back to when you were a kid. Reconnect to that joy and wonder. 
because creating a consistent writing practice is related to meaning. Because then you're framing challenges around something that has purpose for you. So your effort matters. Consistent practice builds skill and it builds your confidence. So practice being better day after day. Okay, so let's recap. To create a consistent writing practice, an ongoing relationship with your writing, number one, find your best times to create and schedule your practice around those times. Put it on your schedule. It does not have to be every day. It just needs to be consistent. You just want regular touch points with your writing. Number two, find opportunities in the challenges. Don't focus on why you can't write. Be inventive. Be playful about it. Number three, manage expectations. Don't go for perfection. You're not failing when you're not perfect. You're not failing because you're not publishing yet. You're not failing because your story isn't what you want it to be yet. That will all happen. I promise. You just have to keep a consistent practice. And number four, don't wait for motivation. Motivation comes from doing, and it's connected to the reasons and your desire to write. So whenever you're tempted to stop, reconnect with your deeper desire, your deeper why. But keeping a consistent writing practice is a practice. Now, some days the writing will not go so great, but if you show up consistently and if you protect your energy and you get enough sleep and you eat foods that make energy deposits and not energy withdrawals, most days the writing is going to go great, even if you don't have a lot of time. Again, you don't have to write every single day to have a consistent practice. All you need is to have touch points on a regular basis. So that might mean for you that you read over what you wrote before. It might mean that you flip through your journal and see what you captured in it in the last week. Even if you can just write 20 minutes in the morning, That's consistent. And the best part is writing begets more writing. The more you do it, the more you'll want to do it. You'll find yourself writing more, writing better, writing deeper, and staying motivated. So there you have it. Thanks for hanging out with me today. And if you know any writers who need some support in their writing, please share this episode or the Writer Unleashed podcast in general. And if you love what you're listening to, subscribe on your favorite listening platform and please leave me a review. Reading how this podcast impacts your writing truly lights me up and helps me create topics for the show. Till next time, keep writing and I'll talk to you soon.